All right, we're picking up. We're picking up in, in Romans chapter one, verse twenty-one. Uh, we started in Philippians or two Timothy chapter three, verse two, and he's talking here about the characteristics of the last times. Uh, so they knew the, the Romans verse twenty-one because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile, futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them over. Um, God gave them up to uncleanness, uh, in the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies amongst themselves. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature, cre- creature more than the Creator. Who is blessed forever. Amen. For this got reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even the women exchanged the natural use for that which is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, and receiving to themselves the penalty for the error which was due. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceitful, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, who knowing the righteousness, righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. But not only do they do those things, but they also approve of those who do them. Boy, that kind of explains the way things are today, doesn't it? Explains the way things have been since the very beginning. This is what man is. This is why these perilous times are here. You say, well, why? why? You know, surely there's some goodness. Why did God just leave us that way? God didn't do it. Look at Romans chapter 2 and verse 15 with me. Um, Paul's writing about the Gentiles there. He says, the Gentiles, these Gentiles who don't have the law, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. Paul says that God gave man a conscience. Men should know by our conscience right and wrong. And I believe man has a con- has a, an idea. God has a, or man has a concept of right and wrong. The tragedy is, though, there's some things that can sear or destroy that conscience. There's things that happen that turn us away from our conscience. Part of that problem is our flesh, because we're all the things. Man is all the things we've listed today. There's probably what close to thirty things that how God describes man in his natural state. You say, well, that's a gloomy thought. Well, yeah, but that's what man has proven. Honestly, we don't have a great track record. Yes, some great things have been accomplished. Hospitals have been built. Good things have been done. People do rescue people, and people do rescue pets. And when they, there are there is a certain amount of that because of that little bit of conscience that God leaves in man. Because man knows what's right and writes what's wrong. We don't need the law 
to convince us of that. Man has a conscience, but the problem is we let our conscience get seared. We let all the things we talked about. We let the flesh. We let our flesh get in the way. We let our hearts and mind. We let our. We let circumstances get in the way. Uh, and then in, in modern days, we fill our minds with things that satisfy our flesh, and we, we 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 go to social media. We go to the news. We go to all kinds of sources, and our hearts and mind get get calloused. And because of that, evil times come. They have a form of godliness with no power. The heart is broken. Verse Matthew chapter 15 verse 19 says, The heart is um, deceitful and desperately wicked. Uh, we can't trust our hearts because our hearts are desperately wicked. That's the way we are. That's, and, and it, there's, there, so what, 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 what do we do about it? That what happens, what is going on in the world today and all the violence comes out of people's hearts. There's not a natural sense of love and compassion. There is that conscience that can see that achieved, but men sear their consciousness, and that's why we get where, where we get to be today. So first of all, we see the, the, the people who commit these things. We see them described, and it's not a pretty picture. So then Paul writes about how do we respond to this. He mentions in verse uh, the end of verse 5, he says, Turn away. Our first response is to turn away of from that kind of activity. And those of us who are Christians, and really indeed all people, could do well if they would turn away from all the violence and the wickedness that's out there. But it's so easy to get caught up in it. We as Christians have to turn away from it. It's easy to get caught up in, in that stuff. But God says turn away. Then he says we need to be aware of false teachers because there are some who come in. For starting in verse 6, For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible or silly women, loaded down with sin, led away by their various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now that doesn't sound like a very popular verse for today. Now you've got to remember, Paul was writing to a different culture. Paul was writing to a culture um, that still honored women and treasured women. Um, men and women are not the same. We're different. He's, and, and it was these guys, these these guys these false teachers were creeping into homes and they were taking advantage of women who were at that time um, seen as precious vessels who needed to be honored by men. And they came in and they began to deceive them. But I think the lesson goes way beyond this concept of gullible women. He's talking about gullible people in general. These false teachers come in and they take you captive. They take people captive because we're gullible to hear what they have to say because people can be less than discerning, shall we say. People can, um, can uh, goodness, just, yeah. They're, they're loaded down with sin, carried away by their own lust, and they always want, I mean, and, and therefore because they're carried away by their own lust, they, uh, they're easy to be tricked into captivity. They say, well, come on here. Yeah, let's just do this. It'll be fine. Come, yeah, just follow us. Everything will be fine. So don't worry about it. And these false teachers come in and they, just, they destroy people <coughs> um, who, are, who, are, who are gullible. And the man, my goodness, is, is, is the world around us gullible? Uh, it, it, and, and so they come in and they, and they also say that they're ever learning and never able to come to the truth. The problem with that is, um, the problem with this gullibility is that um, it, it, people are always trying to learn more, but they never come to the to the full knowledge of the truth. Um, so they're always getting the book learning, 
they're getting the uh, they're learning more, but they never come to the full truth. So you have to be aware of these false teachers. Uh, there's no understanding. So beware of the false teachers who come in to try to destroy us. Stand strong. Don't be don't be willing to fall into their captivity. This is an Old Testament example in verse eight and nine. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do those also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds. Um, hold on one second, I've got to make a note here. Something just popped up and it's not popping up on the other screens. One second, sorry about this. I can do that. Okay. I don't, I don't understand Facebook Live all the time because things pop up on my screen. They don't pop up on the other screens. Um, so Paul says, he gives us an Old Testament example. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, and for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs was also. Paul says this has always happened. Janus and Jambres were two magicians who resisted Moses. They didn't listen to Moses' teaching. They ignored the truth of God's word. They had corrupt minds. They, dis- they were disapproved by faith. So this kind of people has been around forever. And that's the whole body of this. And I, I don't need to be too specific, but the whole body up until now has been that um, there are wicked people out there. They're everywhere. And they manifest their wickedness through their actions, through their attitudes, through their behavior. And we as Christians need to be aware that they're out there. We can't get sucked into their trap. And But how do we do that then? And that's where I want to focus today. That was kind of an introduction to what I wanted to say today. Um, we come down to the last section here. Here's what we're supposed to do about it. So you say, Roger, what do we do? Everybody knows how bad it is out there. How do we avoid the wickedness? How do we avoid the evil? Um, how do we get through this? Starting in verse 10. That's just, so if you've not been following along, but just looking at, the, at the, the preview of this, look at verse 10 with me, because Paul tells them now exactly what to do. He tells Timothy, he says, first of all, he, says, he tells him to follow Paul's example. You have carefully followed, he says, my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my love, my perseverance, my persecutions, and my afflictions. We talked about the persecutions he endured. First thing Paul says to do is that we need to follow godly examples. If Team Timothy Lad, I didn't put this on the list, so don't worry about it. It's not the doesn't start. It's not the, not in the list you've got. Follow godly examples. We need to look at people who who ex- have manifested in the past examples of godliness that God Paul has put that God has put in our lives. He says, if "You followed my teaching," and I'm grateful that we have the ability, even during this time, to still have the teaching of God's word going out every week. Paul says, follow my teaching. And we're going to look at more, that's going to be in more detail at the end of this and next week. Paul says, follow the way I live. Follow my dedication. Follow my faith. Follow my long-suffering. Look at the way I love. Look at the way I persevere. Look at how I handle problems and afflictions. Now, that's what Paul is saying to Timothy. 
So what does that do for us who are more mature Christians? It's vital that those of us who are more mature Christians, those of us who who have people looking to us because they need to do that, we need to be sure that our teaching is right. We need to be sure that our manner of life is right. That we have the right purpose. That our faith is clear. That we're able to put up and love and persevere and even suffer through struggles. Now you can't expect anybody to be perfect. But those of us who've been around a while as believers need to be sure that we do the things that Paul is talking about here. We need to set the right example for those who follow us. Paul even wrote to Timothy at one point coming up later. He says, you you be an example in your youth. And he gives him some things to be an example. We've got to remember that our life is not just about us. We're setting a pattern for other people to follow. So we need to follow godly examples. We need to show those around us. And then we need to set that example for other people. Then you need to remember, don't be surprised when trials come, verse 12 and 13. Yes, all who desire to live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. Excuse me. Those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. It's going to happen. Persecution will be there. And we need to be sure that we're aware of the fact that we're going to suffer. And then he goes on to say, as we said earlier on, evil men and seducers or imposters are going to get worse and worse. They're deceiving. They're being deceived. Don't be surprised when things go badly. It would be lovely if we could tell somebody, when you get saved, it's going to be rosy in the garden. All you have to do is coast along, take things easy, and everything's going to be fine. That's not it, though. This this passage started with the words, knowing this, that perilous times will come. So follow godly examples. Then don't be caught off guard. Jesus said all through his teachings when he was alive, walking on earth, he said the same type thing. If you want to follow Jesus, you're going to be persecuted. If you want to, want to follow Christ, you're going to be, it's going to be tough. People are going to oppose you. People are going to make it difficult for you. So, follow a godly example. And for those of us who are a little bit older, we follow godly examples. And we also set godly examples. Don't be surprised at persecution that's going to come. Alright, Team Timothy lads, here come your notes. Popping up now. Starting in verse um, 14. First of all, you must continue in the things that you have learned and been assured of. Continue doing the things you're doing. Don't quit. Don't get discouraged. Continue doing the right things. Continue doing the things you've been taught. Don't give up. Whether it's good times or bad, up, you're up on the, up the mountaintop, down in the valley, we always strive to keep doing the right thing. Do right. Continue to do right. Don't quit. God says it's all required in stewards that a man be found faithful. God doesn't really expect us to be superstars. God wants us to keep plugging away, keep staying faithful, good, bad, opposition, victories, defeats, sorrows, joys, continue on. 
Uh, even times like this when our minds are befuddled by all the stuff that's going on in the world around us, who would have believed six months ago we'd be having a day like this? But God says, God, Paul told Timothy, continue in the things that you've learned and you've been assured of these things. God has already proven himself to us. God's proven what he can do. If we look back and we look at the prayers that God has answered and the things that God has done for us and the way he's carried us through struggles before, there's not going to be a problem with carrying on and continuing to do right. So in these perilous times, yeah, do the look for godly examples, realize it's going to happen, and then continue on doing Just simply keep doing the right thing. Keep on going. Don't get turned off track. Don't get discouraged. Continue on the things you've learned. Apply the truths you've learned from God, from the scripture. You've been assured of these things. Um, don't let the perilous times stop us. What do we do? How do we do this? Well, Matthew 5, uh, verse 13 through 16, gives us an example of what, we're, what we're meant to be doing. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Here's, what, here's just a, good, a great application of doing this. Matthew, uh, Matthew 5. 13 through 16. All right. You are the salt of the earth, but the salt loses its flavor. How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is uh, light, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But it is on a lampstand. It gives light to those who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We just keep doing right. We shake the salt and we shine the light. No matter what happens, we continue in the things that we've learned. I love the next part because this is going to make a real applicable... um, uh, He says, and then he goes on to say in verse uh, 15... Knowing from whom you've learned that, that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures. We'll talk about that much more next week. I'm just going to mention that today. Uh, we'll come back to that next week. If you read, when we read earlier, um, I think it's back in First Timothy, where Paul writes of, 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 of Timothy's mother and his grandmother, Lois and Eunice, how they had taught him the Scriptures from the time he was young. Remember the source. Remember how you received the Word of God. Paul says to Timothy, you got it from your granny, you got it from your mom, and you've gotten it from me. Remember those who have taught us God's word. And don't, we, we already mentioned earlier to follow those godly examples. I look back and that there are men that I've sat under who I don't agree with everything they say, but I look back at the things that I've learned. And I, hold, I go back to the, I remember so and so, and pastor so and so said this, or this person said this. And they gave us the truth out of God's word. From a child, he says, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Remember the teaching you have. Remember the things that you've remember those things that you have learned already. <coughs> and then he said, uh, you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise to salvation. And again, we'll look at more of that next week. He says, study your Bible. That's the third point. Stay in the Scriptures. From the childhood, you've known the Holy Scriptures. Guys, This we if we don't have the Word of God in our hearts and our lives, if we're not looking to God's Word for help, we're going to get sunk. Look to the Scriptures. Don't look to BBC or RTE or CNN or Fox or whatever. Don't look 
to Facebook for what it's saying. Don't look to Twitter for its answers. Don't look at Instagram. He says, you need, from the very beginning, you've known the Holy Scriptures. Can we say that? Can those watching this today, can we really say that we've known the Holy Scriptures? We've had pastors and teachers and people willing to train us. But do we know the Word of God? Do we know what God's Word says about hard times? Do we know what God's Word says about challenges? Do we know what God's Word says about when we have needs? Do we know the Holy Scriptures? Continue doing the right thing. Remember who taught you. Study your Bible. And then we come to the thing that probably should come first. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. At the very end, he says, you know what? You, you need to make sure that you're truly born again. And the only way to find that is in the Word of God. You need to make sure that you're truly born again. <coughs> not by your religion. Not by what your parents have taught you. Not by what, I don't know, what, what you heard or whatever. He says, but he says the Holy Scriptures are able to make you wise unto for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. True wisdom comes from above, the Bible says. Um, and the wisdom of true salvation, of eternal salvation, of the only way to find our eternal home in heaven. And that's important because if we realize we have a home in heaven, it helps us through these perilous times. We can say, yeah, I can plug away. I can get through this because I know what's coming. I know the better day is coming beyond a shadow of a doubt. He says, you've known the Holy Scriptures. They're able to make you wise unto salvation. Have we applied the wisdom to have salvation? And then he tells us even how to get that salvation. Be able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The only way to be saved, the only way to get through these perilous times is to start with the very foundation here of faith in Jesus Christ. Not by works of righteousness, which we, have, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. By faith without works. It's by faith you are saved. Without works. Because if it was works, we could brag about it. Last challenge for today. <coughs> Guys, check your hearts. Have you found salvation through Jesus Christ alone? Because that's where all the rest of this falls into place. If we have faith, we can. If we have faith, we can. We'll trust the scriptures. If we have faith, we're going to follow the example. If we have faith, we're going to be in God's word. If we have faith, we can have purpose and faith and long suffering and perseverance and per- suffer persecutions. We can understand the teaching of God's word, but it's all based on being saved. So what do we do? Trials are here. We follow godly examples. We follow their life and their purpose and their long-suffering and perseverance and the trials they go through. We realize that bad times are going to come. But then we continue on. You just keep doing what you're doing. Stay faithful. Remember those who've taught you the Word of God, and we'll get much more of this next week, study the Word of God, because in it we find the only hope of salvation. And then make sure that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you're truly saved. Perilous times are going to be here. So what are we going to do about it? Are we going to get distraught, caught up in massive things on Facebook? No. We need to be trusting God's Word. 
All right, I've got some prayer requests um, that came in during the message. If you if you didn't watch it live, you can add them on, and we'll pick those up later in the day. We have two requests, I think, here. Uh, Shauna said that Donnie's parents have contracted COVID nineteen and are well, many of unwell that are unwell. Um, many of you remember Hannes and Amanda. They were part of our church for a while, so please be praying for them. This is a concerning a concerning thing. And then pray for school leaders as they make changes for the new year. We can pray for that in our country as well. Uh, school leaders and church leaders all need wisdom in make, making preparations for the new year coming up. If you have other prayer requests, send them to us, and we'll get them on the feed later and say, Guys, thanks for being here. Sorry for the technical difficulties and the confusing things. I forgot to hit the podcast. And Mary's dad is going to want to hear that, so I had to get that. So apologies for the for the distractions today. Um, it's sure going to be good to be doing this in person and let somebody else look at the screen in front so that I don't, have to, I don't have to see everything going on. So God bless you all. Let's pray and we'll finish up. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, I pray that we would continue in the things that we have learned. Not quit, not give up, never be deterred. Father, I pray that you help us to look back and remember the, the precious gift of parents and grandparents and others who've taught us the word of God. Lord, I pray that we would make, make sure Lord, we would spend time in your word looking for the answers that we need to have. And Lord, then for most of all, I pray that folks would realize their need of salvation. Um, now, the Lord be with Donnie's parents as they've contracted the COVID-19 virus. Um, Lord, and they're not doing well. Uh, that's a very concerning thing. So please be with them. Give Donnie and Shauna comfort. Um, as they pray for them and try to stay in touch with them. It's hard to be so far away from loved ones at times like this. And Lord, as Darlene prayed, all over the world, people are going to be trying to make plans for how to start school again in the autumn. Give them wisdom as far as distancing and all the other stuff that's involved. And Lord, just help you with each of us as we try to get back on track. We pray for wisdom as far as starting back to church. Lord, please show us what we can do, when we can do it, in a way that is following your word, but at the same time, Um, not putting people at risk. Thank you for our time together now, Lord. Bless us through the week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.